Welcome to another edition of Euractiv's Agri-Food Podcast. I'm Natasha Foote. And I am Gerardo Fortuna. And here's your weekly update on all things agriculture and food in the EU from Euractiv's Agri-Food News Team. And this week our top story is about an unexpected statement the Agriculture Commissioner Janusz Wojciechowski made before the French Senate about the targets in the Farm to Fork strategy. And for the first time he suggested the possibility of revising the ambitious targets of the new food policy at a later stage, if anything goes wrong and particularly if food security is threatened. He said, and I'm quoting here, If it were to become apparent that the achievement of the objectives set out in the strategy threatens both food safety and the competitiveness of our agriculture, then these objectives would have to be revised. This statement came after just two weeks ago, the Environment Commissioner Virginius Sinkevichus argued the contrary, saying that food security is no longer a major concern for the EU while other challenges are dominating the European food system, such as food waste, overconsumption, obesity, and its overall environmental footprint. And with this single remark, Wojciechowski highlighted three issues. First, he reaffirmed the primacy of food security over environmental aspects when it comes to agriculture. Again, it's something that was recently questioned by members of the Commission. And second, this highlights that not everyone in Ursula von der Leyen's college is on the same page and that it it would be useless to deny conflicting interests or tensions uh, in the commission service. I mean, it didn't go unnoticed that Wojciechowski himself was not invited to the housewarming party of the Farm to Fork, I mean, the, the launching press conference. Although he represents a Directorate-General, uh, the DGR, which had played a major role in drafting the strategy. And third, this is a corollary, Hojciechowski may have tipped his hand ahead of time, showing that food security is expected to be DGR's red line in the discussion of the, on the farm-to-force delivery. This is something we're, we're experiencing right now. We are moving uh, the, the focus, the discussion on how the farm to fork can be practically implemented after the debate over the targets has inevitably prompted extensive attention so far. So we're running a special report on this uh, this week. We'll speak about it uh, later too. In other news... Following the publication of a paper in which a group of German Green MPs and one MEP unexpectedly backed the use of gene editing technologies, Euractiv spoke to MEP Martin Hausling, agricultural spokesperson for the Greens in the European Parliament, who stressed that nothing has changed for the party, which has historically been vocally opposed to the technology. The paper, which was published by a faction of the German Greens in June, offered their support for genetic engineering, saying it could play a key role in improving sustainability, and called for a reconsideration of EU regulation. This was the first time that there was such a dissenting position from within the Greens, and raised questions as to whether the tide is changing in the party. But Hausling strongly denied this, saying that there is no momentum building for new genetically modified organisms. 
He also stressed that the vast majority of Greens in Germany and in Europe are undoubtedly against deregulation of new GMOs. Agricultural stakeholders are calling on the European Commission to update the Sustainable Use of Pesticides Directive and allow the use of drones for the aerial spraying of pesticides. They stress that this can allow farmers to reduce their use of pesticides in line with the ambitions of the EU's new flagship food policy, the Farm to Fork Strategy. The strategy, which was released in May this year, stipulates an EU-wide target of a 50% reduction in both the use and risk of all chemical pesticides by 2030. While this ambition has been welcomed by many stakeholders, questions are now turning to how this can be achieved in practice. One promising solution includes the use of drones for the targeted application of pesticides. Agricultural spraying drones have been tested in Europe and worldwide for years, with preliminary results suggesting that drones hold great potential to help farmers reduce inputs and increase safety, both for the environment and for operators, according to Farmers Association Copacajeca. However, drones are currently not being explored to their full capacity due to restrictive regulation. The Sustainable Use of Pesticides Directive lays out the legal framework for testing the application of this technology. Although the provisions of the directive, which was written back in 2009, do not specifically mention the use of drones for pesticide application, Article 9 prohibits the application of pesticides by aerial spraying unless a derogation is granted under special circumstances. In practice, this means that no forms of aerial spraying, manned or otherwise, are permitted under the directive. Pekka Personen, Secretary-General of the Farmers Association, told Euractiv that this slows down the deployment of the technology in Europe, while other countries like China, Canada and the US seem to have gained a major advantage in this field. He expressed concerns that this may reduce the EU farmers' competitiveness at the international level in the long term. A new EU Court of Auditors report has painted a dismal picture of EU action on wild pollinators, concluding that measures have been largely ineffective in preventing their decline. The report, which was published this week, gives a detailed insight into the Commission's approach to protecting wild pollinators and is designed to contribute to legislative updates in the areas of biodiversity, agriculture and pesticides planned in the period 2021 to 2022. Wild pollinators, including bees, wasps, hoverflies and beetles, are key for our food production systems. They contribute directly to around one-third of global food production, with 75% of our most important crops dependent on pollination by insects, and this makes their decline a serious concern for food security. In recent decades, wild pollinators have declined both in abundance and diversity. In recent decades, wild pollinators have declined both in abundance and diversity, which the report puts down in large part to intensive agriculture and the use of pesticides. The European Commission established a framework for measures in response to this, largely based on its 2018 Pollinators Initiative and its Biodiversity Strategy to 2020. However, these measures were not found to have had much effect, with Samo Jerib, the member of the European Court of Auditors responsible for the report, commenting that the EU initiatives taken so far to protect wild pollinators have unfortunately been too weak to bear fruit. And another story from this week's special report is on uh, farm to forks nitty-gritty, which is, according to us, reconciling all the numerous policy areas involved in the EU's new flagship policy strategy within one coherent framework. So there's an issue of 
coherence between uh, different pieces of regulation forming the farm to fork and they coexist with ongoing EU policies adopted in the past, which seems to remain questioned by stakeholders and even lawmakers until the Commission will finally unveil its final act in the, in the context of the farm to fork, which is this framework on sustainable food systems that the Commission has planned to deliver before 2023. This is expected to be another arching framework, of course, that will provide a basis to ensure policy coherence at the EU and national level, also setting out general principles and requirements that will underpin the development of food legislation in food-related policies, including possible reviews of the existing acquis. The Commission told us that proposals in this specific legislative framework, uh, for which there will be a mature preparatory work, will come forward already before 2023, as there is clearly an urgency to act, that's what the Commission said. In our article, we also spoke about um, compatibility of EU food policy with the landmark EU Farming Subsidies Programme, the Common Agricultural Policy, and we spoke with the think tank Farm Europe that... They basically think that the real issue is balancing the timing of the farm to fork implementation and the post-2020 common agricultural policy. So, for instance, the CAP reform is currently under negotiation and will be implemented as from 2023, meaning that national strategic plans uh, will have to be finalized in early 2022 to be approved by the Commission in 2022. However, the EU executive foresees the revision of the pesticide directive the Sustainable Use, uh, the Sud Directive, uh, with its proposal to be filed in 2022 and consequently the new legislation that would enforce the farm-to-fork targets on pesticide reduction could not be approved before 2023 or 2024. And this will create, according to Farm Europe, a situation where the first national strategic cap plans will be approved taking into account existing rules on, on pesticide. But then uh, they will need to be adjusted after just two years, uh, jeopardizing the certainty that any economic sector needs. But there are also concerns about the so-called uh, multi-speed uh, innovation, so different regulatory pace that affects technology to apply to agriculture. For instance, uh, we have uh, uh, the current Common Agricultural Policy has already provided incentives when it comes to the digitalization of farming practices, while uh, the biotech directive dealing with the genetic innovations dates back to 1999. And there's also an issue uh, with trade policy too, and we spoke about it with the uh, Green MEP um, Thomas Weitz, the Austrian uh, Green MEP Thomas Weitz. Uh, this week, uh, the quote of the week comes from Ursula von der Leyen, uh, European Commission President, who spoke at a conference on rural areas organized by the Liberal Group at the European Parliament, uh, Renew Europe. And she said something very interesting on the fact that the Commission cannot micromanage the whole continent from Brussels when it comes to rural areas and agriculture. Let's hear what she also said. We need a policy that understands local needs and works for all, large and small, at all corners of the Union. And this is why we are trying to change our approach to rural development, not only in the common agricultural policy, but also through the European Green Deal. 
We cannot micromanage a whole continent from Brussels. But together, we can set the direction of our common work. Our message to rural commun communities should be like this. If you choose to go green and digital, it will pay off. Now for the agri-food news from the capitals this week, starting with Germany, where for the first time ever, the German Agricultural Ministry has requested input from citizens, farmers and associations on its future strategy. Starting on Tuesday, people can submit their ideas, research and experience online, which will then be available until the 28th of July. The so-called agricultural strategy of 2035 will be dedicated to sustainability, securing crops, resources, yields and biodiversity. In Austria, Austria's centre-right party and Green Coalition with votes from the far right passed the Forest Fund this week, worth 350 million euros. The package aims to help the forestry sector, which has recently struggled with storms and pest damage, and is intended to be used for investments in sustainability and other future-orientated goals, such as reforestation. In France, the former Minister of Housing, Julien de Normandie, has taken over as Minister of Agriculture and Food. An agronomist by training, he has now become the fourth Minister of Agriculture under Emmanuel Macron's presidency. In the UK, the UK Agriculture Bill, set to be the biggest shake-up in UK farming for over 40 years, is steadily progressing through Parliament and has now passed to the House of Lords committee stage, where each line of the bill will be scrutinised in detail and discussed before it can continue on its next step in its journey into becoming law. And we move to Romania. Every farmer that was affected by the COVID-19 pandemic will get some kind of support and details will be published in the coming weeks, the Agriculture Minister Adrian Oroj said last week. Romania's government plans to invest more than 400 million in agriculture and the food industry, according to a national plan of investment and economic recovery unveiled last week by the executive. It is wrong to say that ensuring both food security and food safety in Europe is an objective that has already been achieved and can be taken off the table. That's what the chief of Italy's farmers' organization, Confagricoltura, told Euractiv Italy in an interview. Massimiliano Giansanti reacted to the Environment Commissioner Virginio Sinkevicius, who recently told MEPs that food security is no longer a major concern for the European Union. The Croatian Chamber of Agriculture has called on consumers, buyers and traders to help domestic vegetable producers and buy their vegetables to help relieve the current market situation in the wake of the coronavirus crisis. And lastly, in Poland, farmers are making their mark on the presidential elections. In the first round of voting, the incumbent president Andrzej Duda garnered the greatest support among farmers, receiving almost 72% of farmers' votes. The second round of presidential elections will take place on Sunday. On our radar. The European Commission adopted an additional package of exceptional measures to support the wine sector this week, following the coronavirus crisis and its consequences on the sector. The wine sector is among the hardest-hit agri-food sectors due to rapid changes in demand and the closure of restaurants and bars across the EU, which was not compensated by home consumption. 
The EU Commission published the latest short-term outlook report for EU agricultural markets this week, which presents a more detailed overview of the latest trends and further prospects for each agri-food sector. Upcoming events. On the 15th of July, there is an Agricultural Committee meeting of the European Parliament. As Germany takes over the reins of the rotating presidency, Julia Klockner, German Minister for Food, Agriculture and Consumer Protection, will attend to present the priorities of the German presidency to the Council of the European Union in the field of agriculture. This week, the AgriFood podcast is produced by Euractiv's AgriFood team, Gerardo Fortuna and Natasha Foot, with the technical support of Evi Chiori. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss the latest agricultural news from the EU. I'm Gerardo Fortuna, thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of Euractiv's project Beyond Agriculture, funded by the IMCAP program of the European Union. The content of this podcast represents the views of the author only and is his, her, sole responsibility. The European Commission does not accept any responsibility for use that may be made of the information it contains.